is this thing on? Oh boy. It was a hot June day and my ass was sick of the seat of my girlfriend's car. Pop Punk Posse, how have you guys been, huh? It's been a while, <laughs> has it not? This is Mike. I'm going solo tonight. That music you heard at the beginning was Bomb the Music Industry's song, Side Projects Are Never Successful, and that is what we're going to call this little episode right here. It's a side project. It's not the real, true, authentic, 100% pop punk project, but it's one of us going off and doing our side project thing until we can get the band back together and, you know, get back to basics. Um, The reason behind this is, if you haven't noticed, uh, our last episode, which was the starting lines, Say It Like You Mean It. Which at this point, oh boy, I'm recording this and it's the week of May, um, it's May 20th. I'm recording this on May 20th. I was trying to be discreet, but so it's been a couple months since our last full episode. And at the end of that episode, we had said that we would be taking a break. And at the time, we didn't quite realize how long that break would be. We thought it would be maybe two weeks, three weeks. Um, At the time, Keenan and I were both in the midst of going through our vaccinations, which we were kind of scared about. Um, Ended up being fine, so that's exciting that we're done with that. But the way this has been working, a little behind the magic, behind the music for you guys, if you care, is... Pretty much the way our schedules coincide is Wednesday night has been really the only night for a while that we're able to both sit down and dedicate a couple hours to recording full-length episodes for these albums as we've done, you know, throughout our first season and the first eight episodes of the second season as well. So... Where we kind of ran into a roadblock was Keenan, in addition to having his, you know, full-time job during the day, he also coaches um, crew, which you probably heard us mention on here before. He was a crew coxswain in college and in high school, and he has taken that love of crew to now give it to others, give it to the youth. And so he coaches pretty much six to seven nights out of the week and um that includes wednesday nights until you know he doesn't get home until after 10 p.m so if anybody is wondering and more people than i was actually expecting had reached out to us just to make sure you know that we were doing okay and that the show wasn't dead in the water and let me just say the rumors of the pop punk project's death have been greatly exaggerated at least to my knowledge who knows Keenan could be making all this up and he could just be done with me 
and just leading me on. But I really don't think that's the case. Um, it started to become clear as his schedule got busier and busier and he was staying up later and later that we just couldn't dedicate ourselves to do the full length episodes um, on a regular basis. So Wednesday night became unavailable and thus our break became more permanent than we had had anticipated. The good news is he's not going to be coaching every night of the week forever. The season does end at some point. We're hoping that sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, I thought I miss doing this. I miss talking about pop punk music or just anything in general. I miss the general feedback that we get from from our listeners and our friends. And so I thought we could use these shorter episodes, these side projects, if you will. And I should mention, side projects are never successful. That song by Bob in the Music Industry, whose frontman, Jeff Rosenstock, is now like a mega star, at least within the musical circles that I that I find myself a part of. He's, he's huge. He's just putting out massive hit album after massive hit album. Um, but that, that all aside. So what I wanted these side projects to serve as is when we find ourselves in situations where one of us can't record or um, right now it's Keenan, but you know, one day it probably will be me. I do have a soon to be two year old and a lovely wife and I have other obligations in my life as well. I wish that we could dedicate 100% of our time to doing this podcast. Unfortunately, that's just not the case. So I thought we could use these shorter episodes to fill in the gaps where, you know, we want to maintain a consistent presence in your podcast feed or your listening schedule. And you've all been so kind to us. And we would text back and forth saying, man, we can't do it this week. Oh, man. So for those who are interested, the the full-length episodes that we do, the album reviews and the album discussions... We usually record those a few weeks prior to release. Um, This is kind of how the hot dog is made. If you're wondering how you get a top 10, consistently top 10 music podcast each week, this is the effort that goes into it. So we research and obviously listen to each album for a week leading up to our recording. And then we record. Uh, That usually takes a couple hours. And then the following week, we edit it down to the episodes that you've come to know and love. I think we edit it to a perfect amount where it doesn't seem overproduced. It is just, you know, it makes us sound just smart enough to get by. Because if we did leave in all of our stuttering and uh, mispronunciations, not only would it add extra time to each episode, which, uh, in my opinion, they already are kind of long depending on how long the album is but uh, you also would just think these guys are complete idiots and you probably can already assess that from the content that we choose to leave in but so anyway that aside we usually like to have two to three episodes kind of in the can so when we release one we'll probably be recording the two weeks episode that same night so release Wednesday morning record Wednesday night and we had been in a really good cycle obviously up until um, we weren't, which is how these things go. So it's really no big deal. When we finished recording the starting line and we said we'll see in a couple weeks for Avril Lavigne, we truly meant it. 
and I guess technically depending on your definition of a couple of weeks, you know, by the time we get back with that episode, it will have been a couple weeks, but we realized it was getting to a point where, you know, each new week it was like, oh, I don't think we can set any time aside this week. So, and shout out Gabrielle. I know we talked um, recently and she was saying, how could you leave us hanging on Avril Lavigne? Like that album was such a huge part of so many people's lives. And don't we know it? It was a huge one in our lives too. And it got to the point where we were ready to record initially like the next week and then Keenan's schedule just started to blow up. And so I've been listening to that album by Avril Lavigne, Let Go. I listened to it probably for four to five weeks in a row, just anticipating that we were going to record. And then it just, it just it wouldn't work out week after week. So I kind of have not, <laughs> I haven't listened to it probably for the whole month of April and, and month of May because it just got to the point where I actually knew all the songs like really well. And I've always liked that album. Um, but it, it just was kind of like, all right, I can't listen to Avril Lavigne anymore. But, you know, I don't want to give too much of that away because that episode will get released eventually. I promise you. So with these side projects, in addition to if one of us is unable to record, the other one can, you know, take over and talk about whatever's on their mind for that week. Or we can also just record together and use it to discuss things on weeks that we might not have the time required to do a full album episode, but we still want to, you know, get together and talk about music or whatever and put something out there. So I don't know. We'll see where this goes. I think it can be something interesting and something that can never replace the full-length episodes because I think at this point we kind of have a good thing going. I think we kind of have found a nice rhythm for those. Maybe I'm a little bit too full of myself there, but from the feedback we've been getting from all y'all, uh, it seems like everybody's been enjoying those. So that's that's been huge and, and very much appreciated, so thank you. But for those weeks that we don't have three and a half hours to record and then the time it is needed to dedicate to editing that week. These, I think, will be more current. They'll be more record, release, and um, that'll be that. We'll be able to figure out if that's going to be a week that we can do a full album. Ideally, we're always doing the full album episodes. Those are what we started this to do. That's what we love doing, and that's what we really get a lot out of is listening to these albums that we used to listen to or that we're trying to, you know, delve into for the first time. So ideally, those are still going to be what we focus on. But as I said, we have other obligations in our lives from time to time. So I think these side project episodes could be a good tool to insert when necessary. So let me know if you guys think, if you get anything out of this, uh, if you're like, it's not even worth it. Don't even give us the option. Like, if you can't do another album episode for five years, we'll wait five years. We would rather not hear anything from you if it doesn't include the format that we've come to uh, appreciate. Any advice you have is great, and uh, we'll take it. And also, I should mention, I don't want the... This is the obviously the first time I'm doing this, and I haven't put a ton of extra thought into it, just because, as I said two-year-old wife, other stuff, but 
I don't want this to always be just one person rambling. I think there is some quality that can be had in that type of episode, but it's not necessarily quality that will remain consistent week after week. So I also would like to have people on and discuss different things about their life and pop punk and uh, music in general, just fun little conversations with friends or who knows, maybe even some celebrities or real stars, but we'll, we'll see what happens. In the meantime, though, tonight, it's just me. It's just Mike. And again, thank you for reaching out and asking about where we've been. We're doing great. Actually, too good. Um, Keenan's life is too busy. And so that's our main conundrum. All good things, though. All good problems to have. But what I wanted to talk about tonight is a couple things. And I say tonight because... I'm actually recording this at nighttime, even though you'll probably be seeing it in your podcast feed in the morning. So I think that pop punk might be having a bit of a resurgence recently. Um, I've been seeing it a lot of places. I think kids on TikTok, like teens on TikTok, are really getting into pop punk. And I think that's pretty incredible. Like, I've just been seeing more references to different artists and different albums creep into my Twitter timeline and Instagram timeline and TikTok timelines way more so than I ever did before. And I think it's pop punk is maybe coming up on a bit more of like a mainstream thing again. Like I don't want to jinx anything or get ahead of myself here, but I'm, I'm thinking, you know, how it was in the early to mid-2000s when pop-punk bands were kind of mainstays on the local music scene on the radio at the time, I guess, on MTV. And the big one that comes to mind is Machine Gun Kelly putting out his album Tickets to My Downfall last fall, last September. At the time, I didn't really give it much thought or much time, but the more I listen to it, the more I'm like... A lot of these songs are really catchy, and um, Machine Gun Kelly, you know, whatever you want to think of him, that's fine. I I guess he's a guy that can cause a lot of people to have different opinions, but he put together a pretty great pop-punk-inspired album for a guy that was pretty pretty big within the mainstream uh, music picture. And, you know, we got to mention that it was produced by Travis Barker, so obviously there's some huge you know, one of the godfathers of pop punk is signing off on this. So I think that makes me feel better about feeling good things about this album. But just the fact that he was like, you know, this rapper that was like, you know what, I like pop punk and I want to put my own spin on that kind of music and put an album out. And the fact that it was received pretty positively, both from regular fans and I think like critically too, like, the, re- the reviews it got were surprisingly positive for a pretty, I guess you could say, uh, daring undertaking. Something that could have gone either way. It could have been, you know, universally panned. But it seemed to be kind of in the middle, trending towards the positive side. Like, 
yeah, this is pretty cool. Good job for MGK for for putting something like this out. Um, so if you guys haven't listened to that album yet, I would say check it out. I'd be curious to know what you think. Um, here's here's one of the th- one of the things I thought of pitchfork.com which if, if you haven't read pitchfork um it's really hard to maybe not hard but they don't hand out really positive reviews um willy-nilly they kind of look at everything and overanalyze it which i kind of like i appreciate that and if they give something a really high score then they put a lot of thought into why and they gave machine gun kelly tickets to my downfall a 6.7 which is relatively high for that kind of genre. They do review a lot of bands that I guess I would consider modern day pop punk, which is something else I want to get into shortly. Um, a, a guy by the name of Ian Cohen does a lot of reviews for bands I listen to. So it's I usually read his reviews because that's the music that I would be uh, more geared towards actually checking out. But, um, yeah, so 6.7 for that Machine Gun Kelly album. Pretty interesting from Pitchfork.com. The bands of, I guess, modern-day pop punk. This is something else I wanted to get into, which I've been seeing a lot of discussion online about fifth-wave emo. Google it, because it's hard for me to really define it. But... So fifth wave emo is kind of, I would say, a descendant of pop punk. It's these bands that are putting out music nowadays that were influenced by pop punk, but aren't necessarily pop punk 100%. You know, they've spanned from, you know, emo bands of the 90s, the pop punk bands of the 2000s. And now they're kind of in, you know, the 2020s. It's, uh, you know, we're, what, three decades removed from the 90s. So, you know, this music has evolved over time. It's not always going to sound exactly the way it did in 2003. I know there are still a lot of the same bands rocking out from 2003, which is greatly appreciated. They kind of provide that foundation and that constant that, you know, it's, it's good to see in the music industry that there are still sustainable careers being had within music. I think it's always great to see. But this fifth wave emo thing, one of the bands I see discuss it is um, this band called Camp Trash. And that, so that leads me into my next little thing is I wanted to tell you guys about what I've been listening to recently. So Camp Trash is a band that just put out their debut EP. I think it's their debut EP. If it if they release something else um, prior to it, I honestly haven't heard it. This is the first one I've I've heard of. It's the first one I've been able to stream on Spotify, the little indie platform that just puts up all this great music. If you haven't checked out Spotify, you definitely want to give it a chance. But so anyway, they released their debut EP called downtiming earlier this year and it's a four song ep and i have just been listening to this non-stop i mean it's four songs so 
it's not even like I'm listening to a 10 song album or a 12 song album on repeat. I mean, I am listening to these same four songs over and over again. It is like a 12 minute long EP. Um, so think each song's maybe two to three minutes long. And it's just, they're so good. So um, your assignment this week is to check out the band. It's called Camp Trash. The EP is called Downtiming. Specifically, their first single off of it called Bobby. It's the first song on the EP. And I think if you want to start listening to it now, it's the perfect song to work its way onto some summer playlist. If you're driving down the shore or maybe driving to the lake or just hanging with your buds, having a good time, Bobby by Camp Trash. I'm telling you, it's a banger. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes too because um, I actually kind of want to see if there's a music video for it. Let me see. It's also nice not having Keenan because it can't tell me not to get sidetracked. I'm just kidding. Alright, so it doesn't look like there's a music video yet. I'll say yet. Um, but anyway, so those guys, Camp Trash, they're putting out their full-length LP later on this year. So I'm very excited for that. And hopefully you'll listen to those guys and you'll be too. The other album I've been checking out this week, which is, I guess, another fifth wave emo band. Which, again, I'm saying this and I'm not trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I've just been seeing that discussed a lot, and I think it's an interesting concept. That said, I just don't want to get called out and be like, this guy thinks he knows all this stuff, when I, I honestly don't. But, you know, I am I am doing a pop-punk podcast, so I do think I have some weight within this industry, right, guys? Obviously kidding. The other album I've been listening to a lot is by the band Origami Angel. It's their new double album called Gami Gang, and... It's 20 songs, complete opposite of that Camp Trash EP I just talked about. It's 20 songs long. It's just pushing an hour, like 51 minutes, and it's really good. There's a lot of great songs on it. It's 20 songs long, so it's one that I still want to listen to again. Like, you know when you listen to an album for the first couple times and you get a good vibe off of it, but you still are not sure of, like... Like, I mostly listen when I'm driving in the car, so I'm honestly not sure of, like, the song titles yet, because there's so many of them, it's hard to narrow it down. It's like, I really like that song somewhere between track 11 and track 15, and then you go back and listen to, like, those those songs again. But, um, so if you're looking for, like, a full-length album to check out, Gami Gang by Origami Angel, that one just came out a couple weeks ago, I think, um, maybe mid to late April. So it came out on the same day actually as Manchester Orchestra's latest album, The Million Masks of God, which I've also been listening to quite a bit. Um, but sim- similar to that Gami Gang album, um, I would need to listen to it more because I've probably listened to that Manchester Orchestra album through maybe four or five times. There's a lot of pretty intricate and really good songs on it but again still don't know any of the titles yet because haven't been paying attention um it's weird when we're not recording i don't always 
listen to a ton of music or at least I guess I should say like I don't listen to like the music we always talk about and review just because I want to keep it fresh and not like get bored of it I guess which is ridiculous because I mean it's been 20-25 years since a lot of this music has come out and I chose to start a podcast about it with my best friend so that's kind of a ridic- ridiculous sentiment to think that I would get tired of it but you just got to keep the keep the ears fresh, you know? So, um, like Manchester Orchestra, I don't think anybody would really describe them as pop punk. But I think these days, uh, there's a lot of crossover between people that used to listen to um, or still do listen to. Like like bands like Newfound Glory and um, like Motion City Soundtrack just announced, uh, like a they called it like 15, 16, 17 year tour um where they're, I guess they're going to be doing Commit This to Memory in full. So that's pretty exciting. If I can get tickets to that, that'd be cool. But anyway, my point is, I think a lot of people that would listen to the pop punk bands that I would in the early 2000s have now found themselves in more, I guess, an alternative or emo mindset in terms of the current music. And that's not to say I don't like, you know, present day pop punk. I just went on a, a tangent about how I think it's coming back and I think it's going to be bigger than it's been in a long time and then we still got great bands today like there's a million of them but off the top of my head like the wonder years knuckle puck they're all putting out great stuff so and the list goes on and on there's more pure 100 percent unfiltered pop punk bands and then you have the bands that are pop punk adjacent which i also enjoy so that's some of the music i've been listening to over the past couple weeks what else has been going on in my life? I'm glad you asked. We, we meaning my wife and I, my wife Abby and I, we celebrated our third wedding anniversary on May 5th. That was huge. We went out to dinner and we went to Costco. My parents watched Jack for a few hours. That allowed us to do that. And it was just very nice to have some time to ourselves. We don't get that quite often these days. Uh, especially with, you know, pandemic, being inside together for, what, 12 months, 13, 14 months. Um, so we went to uh, Walt Disney World, which was exciting. And that was another one of the weeks, like, I wasn't going to be home, so we couldn't record that week. And then, you know, the weeks, they just, uh, the weeks turn into months. And as soon as you know it, our couple weeks turns into multiple months. Um, I don't know how long of a break we took between the first two seasons, but I felt like we were starting to push that um, this time. And I'm like, people are going to think this show is just not coming back. So, again, wanted to just put something out there into the ether and see if if people listen to it and are receptive of it. But So the trip to Walt Disney World, I think I've said before, like, Keenan's brought it up a couple times. My family's always been a, a Disney World family. We've gone there for a lot of my vacations over the course of my life. And this was exciting because it was the first trip with our son, Jack, and my family, uh, my parents, my sister, my wife, and myself, we were all uh, fully vaccinated in time for that trip. So that was great. That was one of the reasons why we kind of were like, oh, do you want it? Like, we kind of glommed onto my parents' trip at the last minute. 
because we didn't really know when we would be able to go again. Um, we had some time available now. And so it ended up being a really fun trip, not relaxing at all um, with an, a toddler running around, but still so many great memories, um, memories that I remember I had when I was Jack's age and, and you know, later on. And it's kind of cool just to revisit certain places you you really um, valued as a, as a kid and as a young adult and be able to share them with your son or daughter in this case son but it's something i hope everybody gets to experience one day whatever your happy place is i know for my wife that's um, ocean city new jersey which we were able to visit with jack for the first time last fall and we'll be going again this summer so it's pretty awesome making memories with the new generation and um, you know grandparents get to hang out with their grandkid and, and they love him and it's it's just fun seeing how everybody interacts with him and how he's loving just uh getting used to everybody so yeah that was my I guess that was my big um what did I do over my pop punk project summer vacation but other than that um right now I'm just all in on the Philadelphia 76ers they clinched a number one seed overall in the Eastern Conference. They're actually starting their series um, against... I might actually know who they're playing by the time I'm done recording this because right now the Washington Wizards and Indiana Pacers are playing to see who will face the 76ers. So we'll see who they get matched up against in the first round. I'm hoping for a pretty deep run in the playoffs this year. Um, I've been, like many fans in the Philly area, following them through their trust of process years, and now to kind of feel like we're on the other side of that, it would be really, really nice if there was something to show for all that. Um, I guess the closest they came was when they lost to the Raptors in the quarter. I think it was, you call it quarterfinals, two years ago. And, you know, last year was a bust. So if they can put together a deep run this year, that would be really cool. A great way to spend my summer. I love watching basketball in general. But it's always more fun when your team's involved. So for all you guys out there, I hope your team's still in it. Um, and I hope they stay in it right up until they have to face um, my team. I'm also pretty pumped. And I think everybody probably shares this sentiment. But... COVID's been a real doozy. It's been a really rough year for a lot of people. We've lost a lot of people. And that's something that isn't easily rectified or forgotten about. It would be wrong if we were not excited for where we're headed in terms of the other side of all of this. Because it's just nice to see things starting to be open again and... Uh, it seems like the cases are going down, the, the transmission is going down, and that's just all good things, you know? Uh, I wish the CDC had kind of phased out the the masks. It's like, okay, no more masks, and it's like, well, holy crap, like, I have zits, like, all over my face, and I kind of was getting, I, I kind of was getting used to, like, when I would yawn, not having to cover my mouth because nobody could really see me yawning. Um, 
so you know these are you know these are some things I'm gonna have to work on I'm gonna have to get used to how my face looks again before I could just rest it all like slack jawed like a you know just like a doofus and now I'm gonna have people actually seeing me going out in public more going into supermarkets and Target and actually having to be considering uh, what my face looks like, which was something that was kind of nice about wearing a mask. But what are you going to do? I'd rather have people not getting sick and not having the need to wear masks all the time. I think that's definitely better. So there's my hot take on COVID-19, which it is so weird, like how stunted everything was the past year. There are just things that didn't happen, things I forgot about. So many things I think happened like two months ago and then I will check Google like, oh wow, like no, that was like 22 months ago. Like I just feel like our world was kind of, um, you know, put on pause for for a while. So I'll be interested to see how long it takes for that effect to wear off, for me at least. And when I say a couple of events... That's, I think, probably one of the last things I want to talk about tonight, today, is the fact that we are on the verge of live music really coming back. And a lot of places, obviously, I mean, I mean, shows have been happening, but I have not been to one yet. And I should, I should mention even before COVID with being a dad, it is kind of hard to get out of the house and go into Philadelphia, which is where usually I go see concerts. There's not a ton that come to the suburbs, but to get into the city and get out again and then get enough sleep to, you know, take care of them the next day can be difficult, especially if it's on a weeknight. But I think I'm, I think I'm over, I'm kind of over complaining about having plans and having to do things. It used to be a whole ordeal for me. Like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. Oh my gosh, it's like such like such a pain to get into the city, blah, 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 blah. I'm over that. Like, I'm excited to go to Phillies games. I'm excited to go to concerts. Big one for me. The reason why I bring this up is it looks like the Hella Mega Tour featuring Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy is back on for Philadelphia Friday, August 20th. Now originally i believe it was scheduled for it was scheduled for august of 2020 and it was going to be right around my 30th birthday um obviously that didn't happen but now it's going to be right around my 31st birthday so that's pretty exciting that's at citizens bank park in philadelphia the philly stadium and i'm super excited to see all those bands i've never seen fall out boy and I've only seen Green Day once back in 2005. And I've only seen Weezer one time back in 2007. So the fact that they're all going to be there together, I don't know if I would go to any of their concerts individually these days. I just don't know if I know enough of their newer music. But if I can get three of them for just one ticket price, you really can't beat it. And I'm so glad they were able to work out the rescheduling of most of those dates. I'm hoping that I don't jinx it now and that I will be seeing them on August 20th. Maybe, I know we joked, we've joked about it before, but maybe Keenan, maybe uh, 
if any other pop punkers are going, get together, hang out, get some of those cheesesteak waffle fries at Xfinity. That's my favorite pregame food at Bully's Pub, the cheesesteak waffle fries. If you haven't gotten them, please check them out. It's delicious. Just fake um, plastic cheese and cheesesteak meat on top of waffle fries. Delicious. That's the kind of thing that COVID took from me. And that's the kind of thing that I'm excited to get back into, especially if it's prior to a Phileas game or a concert where I get to see my favorite aging rock stars put on a killer performance. I'm thinking a lot about the Hello Mega Tour. And one thing I can't help but think about is what kind of merch are they going to have? Are they going to have like tour shirts where the Hello Mega Tour in general, it's kind of an outlandish title for a tour. So I'm hoping for kind of some outlandish tour shirts. Like maybe a crazy designer or something. Like, I don't even know what I'm imagining. Like a logo or like a crazy tie-dye tee. Or like something like Grateful Deadish, Something like that. I'm hoping it's not boring old stuff. One of my pet peeves is when you go to a concert and... It's just the stuff that you can buy on the band's, like, web store or merch store. Like, if I'm going to a concert, I usually try to get a tour t-shirt just because then I um, have a little memory of that experience. Uh, perfect example, I have a tour t-shirt of when Abby and I saw The National at the Man Center back in September of 2018, and... Shortly thereafter, we found out she was pregnant with Jack. So someday I'll have that tour t-shirt to show him and say, this was your first concert. Uh, you were barely anything, but hopefully you were there hearing the beautiful, soothing baritone voice of Matt Berninger. Pete, Pat, Rivers, Billy Joe, if you're listening, let's get some killer tour shirts for this Hello Mega Tour because I think... I've been inside for too long, a lot of people have, and I just want to represent those three bands with some with some cool tour shirts. Especially, like, I'm going, like I said, we're going down to Ocean City this summer. We're going down to Ocean City after that tour because, I mean, that's just when we're going to Ocean City. But <laughs> I would love to be, you know, rocking some Hella Mega Tour shirts on the beach. Maybe get, you know, see some pop punk fans down the shore, throw the frisbee with them, just some talks and pop punk. Just the possibilities are endless. The other show I might be interested in seeing is Motion City Soundtrack, as I mentioned earlier. I believe they're coming to the Fillmore? Either the Fillmore or Union Transfer in January of 2022. So I had to look into that further. I did notice that it was on a Wednesday. As I said, I'm an old lady and... Sometimes weeknights, I just, it's hard for me to get out of the house, but might have to look into tickets for that show. And finally, I'm a big wrestling fan. That's something I need to get back into as well, because it's been tough for me to keep up. I wasn't really into it without the crowds. You know, they, a lot of the WWE and AEW, they were having piped in crowds and like cool television crowds. And then eventually like smaller crowds. Um, but for me, wrestling is one of those things where you just can't beat the live experience of having a packed arena full of people. Interesting enough, like 
most other sports like the NFL, the NBA, ba uh, Major League Baseball, I was fine watching those games without fans. I didn't really care at all. Like, I watched a full NFL season not really even missing the fans. Obviously, they add something to the overall spectacle, but wrestling was the only thing where it was like, I don't know, like you don't have the wrestlers getting in people's faces, you don't have the fans getting in the wrestlers' faces. I, I say all this, again, for a reason. So my, my cousin and I will be attending AEW's show when they come to Philly this fall, and that was actually tickets that we bought I think in January of 2020 for a show that was originally supposed to be in March of 2020 and then rescheduled for April 2020 and then postponed. And now at this point, it's like October of this year. And that's another like funny thing to think back on. It's like the early days of COVID. It's like, okay, we'll just postpone this March event until April. That should, that should work everything out. And here we are over a year later and uh, we're just starting to get a lot of these things back on the calendar but the important thing is that we are getting them back on the calendar and um, I think it's a good thing for everybody's physical and mental well-being we need people and we need each other to be at least in my case a productive happy member of society I really love just interacting with people and I never even knew I, I needed that as much uh, until it wasn't really doable thing obviously you know we had the zoom calls we had the facetimes and they were all nice and well and good but having been able to get out and see a couple friends over the past few weeks it was um it was very nice and it was very nice to have a, a normalcy back in my life that i didn't know i mean i knew i missed it but uh, i didn't realize how much i missed it i guess and for all those people to be able to see um, our son Jack and how much he's grown over the past year. He was nine months when this all started and now he'll be two. So pretty insane. He's lived the majority of his life in quarantine and lockdown, whatever you want to call it. Um, the fact that we can take him places now, especially now that the weather's nice and he can run around on playgrounds and, um, you know, get to go to Disney World for the first time. That's something that's been really cool, too. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of all I have for tonight. I know it's all over the place. Going forward with these, I'll try to have more of like a set. You know, I did a loose outline for what I wanted to go over tonight, but um, we'll see. I think this could be fun. It's obviously different without my buddy Keenan. I miss him a lot. Maybe he'll listen to this and and think like, oh my God, like Mike, he's, he's, uh, can't do this on his own. I, I gotta, I gotta save him. That'd be cool. Or maybe he's gonna say, oh man, Mike, he's having so much fun just sitting in his basement watching basketball by himself. I really want to, um, hop back on and, uh, you know, make some time. So yeah, like these will be shorter episodes, ones that we're able to do in an hour or, or less, I would say. And then just kind of, you know, not be as nitpicky with what's left in the final cut. I'm going to leave most of this in, so I'm sorry if it was rambling. I'll listen to it back and, and see what I think of it, but uh, I don't know. I think overall, I touched on some interesting things. I think I was really interesting, you guys. Um, hopefully, you all feel the same. It's good to talk to you again. 
it it's been too long it's been like two months which is crazy not what we had anticipated but you know life happens that's okay it's good that uh we have things going on and we're lucky to have things that interest us and keep us busy and keep us happy and i will say i don't want to disclose too much about keenan's life without his consent but his team is absolutely killing it on the river so um he's not just missing recording the podcast for y'all like he he misses it don't get me wrong like he misses it but he's missing it for a purpose like he's not coaching some ragtag lovable loser crew team he is coaching one of the premier teams in the state in the country and um these are young guys too he's molding um these young guys into men which sounds odd but you know what i mean he's really giving these guys guidance and instilling in them the same principles that has made him the most incredible co-host of a pop punk podcast that uh, has ever walked this fine earth so if you are listening to this buddy congratulations because they've been taking home a lot of hardware at these races like gold medals big uh, cups and trophies and whatnot like just absolutely killing it out there so I would say like if he was completely missing out on like recording with me for two months and the team sucked then he would have to analyze like where are his priorities at like um I guess him coaching like he does get paid to do it which is nice like I don't pay him he doesn't pay me so I guess that's an advantage of of doing the coaching stuff but if you're just like losing race after race and you're just like missing out on the best pop punk podcast in the world then you know you gotta reassess how you're living your life but luckily he doesn't have to do that because he's killing it so hopefully these can be as frequent as possible and i promise you before you know it you'll be listening to us discuss avril lavigne's let go but until then my name's mike and for the pop punk project this has been side projects side projects are never successful i want to think maybe this will be different but i'm not gonna hold my breath Thank you guys for missing us. Thank you guys for sticking with us. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. What do I want my uh, little catchphrase to be for this? Because I can't do. We hope you had the time of your life, good riddance. That's just not right. How about rock out and rock on? <laughs> Peace. today I ate my subway sandwich and I drank my coca-cola classic and then I ate my sun chips and then I thought about the weekend when I fill up my Ford van with mobile brand gas and drive to the clear channel venue and drink myself a Budweiser and play my Fender guitar through my Fender amplifier and tell the kids with a straight face through a short microphone and JBL speakers that corporate rock is for suckers. Uh, yeah.